I only like their old stuff featuring J-Ho Groove and the lovely Just One Miss. We're the Oatmeal Conspiracy and this is the show that answers the question, is it hype or is it hate? We're going to leave you now and hand it over to J-Ho and Groove. Take it away, boys. Here we go. I told you three days ago I couldn't listen to one guy's podcast because he starts so bad. Oh, yeah? Well, we're recording right now, so you you got about ten seconds to to hook them right now. (laughs) Welcome back to I Only Like Their Old Stuff, episode 65. Sorry for the long hiatus. Yeah, what's up? I'm. I tell you what. I'm excited. Good about this. Oh, sorry. What? I feel real good about this. Okay. Well, good. I'm happy. I'm happy to be back on the air. Yeah. What about you, Mrs. Here? Hello. Wow. How do you? There Hi. we go. <laughs> How do you feel, Miss? <laughs> you, you sound real awesome. Twin. Dick. I feel great. That's good. That's believable. I'm a. Uh, I'm Jho and uh, Groove's here. What's up, Groove? With me, as always, Little Groove. Little Groove. <laughs> little Groove. Yeah, well, Miss made up every excuse in the book not to get on the show tonight, but we won in the end. So. Yeah, we slide you off a little bit earlier, Miss. Yeah, we were talking trash about it. I talked to Miss earlier today. She's like, well, if my son's baseball game gets canceled, then I'll uh, I'll get on the show. But if not, and I was like, I was like, you need to know your priorities. Wait a second. I was pumped last night to record, and then I got my head hurt. Oh, don't bring that up. Sour grapes. Bring it up. So we had to put it off until today. Oh, listen to you. Number one hater right there. Both of you. Both of you number one haters. (laughs) I just wanted to be at my best for the show. I was on on my deathbed last night. We're number one fans. That's what we are. We're fans of the show. Just excited for the show. I told Zell over Words with Friends, which is back, by the way, back in real form. Yeah, I told him is. over Words with Friends. We're recording last night. He got all excited. Well, good. I'm glad. <laughs> At least somebody's excited. So there's going to be three people real excited for this new episode. <laughs> yeah. And none of those three people are recording this show right now. No. None of them. Yeah. So last night I was sick. I was on my deathbed. And uh, none of you had, neither of you had any sympathy for me, apparently. Well, Grieve tried to give me a guilt trip about it. <laughs> well, I he tried to slip in a little passive aggressive in there to try to like make me think that he I wouldn't notice it because he's not normally passive aggressive and he usually calls people out on being passive aggressive. He's like, "Well, I'll try to record tomorrow night." You know, I rarely cancel, so I'll probably no, be listen, able to do it. Listen, I'm sorry. Here's the thing. I was so fucking excited to record again, right? And I'm like, ah, we we got so much to talk about because it's been so long, yeah. right? And I'm trying to prioritize what we're going to be talking about so we can keep it down to a short show and all this kind of stuff. Because I knew you'd be all like, we got to keep it short because I got to go, I got other things to do. And then you call me up, and oh my and god, man, I'm not, I can't, oh, I can't record tonight, my head. And I got the thing is, is when I get surprised, yeah. it doesn't matter if it's a loud sound or if it's somebody canceling, you know, plans or whatever. If I get surprised, I react negatively. I react like angry. Like that's the first thing I go to. And so yeah, so I was like, not it wasn't personal. It wasn't about you. It wasn't well, about you. I, once again, I say that 
if I had a choice between nearly vomiting and recording a podcast with you, mm, I'd have to think about it, but I would probably choose recording the podcast. I'm just telling you that. I recognize that's a tough decision. <laughs> it really, yeah, it was really hard for me to like think about that, but I decided that I would rather put it, you know, have the better show and wait till today, and I feel a lot better today. So, well, that's good. It could, hey, thanks for making the right decision, and I'm sorry. That when you said, "Are you going to be able to record tomorrow night?" I go, "Well, I don't know." Well, hundred percent. I go, I, "I can give you ninety percent." <laughs> I can give I you ninety percent. Oh, so, I changed my schedule around. I, I, I changed my <laughs> busy schedule around. Even though I rarely ever back out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you hit me with the rarely ever back out. It, it was bad. Please, so. I, when I know of many times when I called, hey, I, I left uh, everything at school. Left everything for the podcast uh, hey, at school. Hey, listen, I did that today, and I I, I drove my happy ass back to school. That's right, my you did. I took Mackenzie with me. Well, that's uh, good, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So we're back, and uh, yeah, Miss, uh, you know, I told Miss that her son, you know, he, he'd get over it eventually, her <laughs> missing his baseball game to record our show, but she mm-hmm. didn't seem to think that that would be a good idea. So did he win? Did he win, win the game? They didn't play. It got canceled. Oh, it did. So that's why you're on. It got canceled. Yep. Why Why did it get canceled? Proof of a loving God right there. <laughs> God listens to IOLTOS. Yeah. Um, it, it's been raining, so uh. the field gets muddy, and then, you know, they don't want them to play in the day, I guess. It rained once in the past month, so they're afraid that some water may start falling from the sky again, and people may get wet. Yep. It has been crazy weather, though, huh? You guys been catching the back end of all that tsunami stuff? Like all that, all the, um, the weather from... There was... I guess yeah, that wasn't really what wasn't really weather involved in that. It was all because of the earthquake, right? So it's yeah, more, more there, waves. We, um, well, I don't, I don't know if here mostly, but um, up north a little bit, they got, you know, a tsunami wave, and it actually damaged a lot of, um, like, one area. But uh, here it really wasn't anything out of the normal normal yeah they they had to cancel the big surf kayaking contest last weekend that they have in uh santa cruz because of the uh the yeah, waves were they, too, they got hit really bad there yeah the, the waves were just crazy and they, they've never had to cancel it so they canceled it um because yeah the, they got i think weather, so. it was santa cruz area that got it the worst yeah yeah well we're here we're on the air sorry that we've been gone sorry that uh you know a lot of that's my fault but I, uh, I, I'm, I'm apologizing for all of us, <laughs> um, but we're back. We don't need to belabor that point. We're back yeah. today. So here we are. What, what we got Groove? I, I mean, I got to pull up this thing. Where do you want to start? Um, uh, well, let's start with let's Mrs. Birthday it. Roundup. Miss just had a birthday not too long ago. Yeah. Was, happy uh-huh. birthday. First. Happy Thank birthday. You. Yeah. How was it? Yeah. Um, it was good. Um, boyfriend was here, so uh, um, I was supposed to have like a barbecue type of thing for the family, and then my mom got sick, so oh. um, we decided to just not do the whole family thing. And um, Anthony and Nicole planned a whole like surprise thing for me, so I didn't know where I was going, which is like kind of. Discerning because 
when you give your car keys to somebody who doesn't know where he is yeah. because he lives in New York yeah. and he's expected to get you somewhere that you don't know where you're going. <laughs> and he can't ask uh, you, like, how do I get here? Yeah. Yeah. So and he did a good job. He he map quested it and wrote down the directions on a piece of paper. Uh, but um, for GPS, ended up yeah. at the aquarium. Wow. So uh, that was it was really fun. Um, my son was with his dad that day, but um, he he's supposed to have a baseball game, which got canceled. Um, but uh, yeah, me and Nicole and Anthony and Nicole's daughter, we went to the um, aquarium in Long Beach, and then we had lunch. And, uh, yeah, it was a fun day. That's awesome. I, I, I consider any day that I get to go to an aquarium uh, a good day. I'm a big fan yeah, of going was, to the aquarium. Uh, so. I, we, you know, it's the biggest one that's closest to here. So, uh, you know, I had gone last year for Mike's field trip. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun. And you want to know something? Yeah. I was so happy. And it was the best thing to happen on my birthday. They have the lorikeet area. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You go in and feed the birds with a yeah. little cup of, like, honey water. Guess who I got to go in there? Uh, you got Nicole, Red Lotus Mama herself, who's terrified of birds, and we've talked about this on the show before. Number one fan, mm-hmm. uh, Nicole. How can, how can someone terrified of birds be in the owl club? It, she's made an exception for the owls. I don't think you ever picked that up, but she made an exception for those owls. And I think she's still not quite sure about the owls. Like she's okay <laughs> with the owls as long as she doesn't have to like hang out with the owls at their, yeah, she's okay to their, watch them. their nest thing. So if the owl came and like landed on her shoulder, I'm sure she would freak out. I probably would too, though, because those things are yeah, scary. I think anybody would freak out. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, what the fuck? <laughs> That's an alien. <laughs> Um, yeah, wow. So you got her to get, did she freak out in the lorikeet thing? Um, not too much. I mean, she, at first, when we first saw it, even she's got her daughter brainwashed. So her daughter was like, ew, birds, we're not going in there. And, um, so me and Anthony went in first and, you know, we were feeding the birds and I had one on me. He kept biting me. He bit a hole in my phone case. Yeah. And, um. Like oh, we were, really? we were almost ready to walk out, and I turned, and she had walked, her and Delaney had walked in. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" She's like, "I am not. If one of those birds lands on me, we're out of here." <laughs> but she walked in there all on her own. I, I didn't have to twist her arm or anything. And wow, that's and those yeah, birds. It was impressive. Be mean. That's cool. That, well, that's happy cool. birthday, and I know that the IOLTOS community wishes you a, a happy belated one. Yeah. Thank you. How does it feel to be 22? It's great. Yeah. 22 all over again. Yeah, that's the old joke, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't look a day over 20. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. All right. Well, well I'm gonna I'm gonna kick us into the next gear here. All right. And um and it's it it, it is what led up to and this isn't in the agenda, which is why I'm going ahead and button uh, in here. But I got something that's gonna prep out, you. For it, audible. So. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. I thought them Duke players were bitches. <laughs> and then came the crack house business. So, <laughs> what led up to the uh, <laughs> what led up to the March Madness this year? Which we're going to get into March Madness and our type of March Madness and what yeah. what March Madness really means for us was a fantastic. 
documentary done by the same people that do 30 for 30 on the Fab Five. And I figured what better time to talk about it than right here, right now. So, yeah. Joey, so, the, the Miss, scale, you know who the Fab Five are? Have you heard of this documentary? No. Okay. The Fab, only, only what you guys have been talking about on Twitter. Yeah, the Fab Five were like this. It was this really popular team uh, of Michigan players in uh, the, what ninety one, ninety two, or something ninety two, ninety three. Yeah. But they uh, they they were the ones that like uh, got the baggy shorts started for basketball because before that everybody was wearing John Stockton shorts that were like all up in their butt and stuff, you know. Not huggers. Yeah, little short shorts, and uh, they actually it doesn't seem that it it seems weird now to think of basketball shorts as being short like that, but. These guys really were one of the first people that like revolutionized that. They brought like a hip hop sort of feel to their team, and and they were they were listening to hip hop music, and they were wearing black socks. That was another one of their things, and it was just it was a couple of NBA players that some of them went on to have some success, but it was Chris Webber and uh, Jalen Rose, and uh, I, I forget what the other guys' names are, but um, you can tell the two guys that went on to have NBA success. Yeah. Well, Jawan Howard and uh, Jimmy King, and then the other guy. I hate to reduce him to the other guy, but but anyway, they made this documentary about them because they really like were trendsetters and and really had an impact on college basketball because it was they they were five freshman players that got to start, and back then nobody who was a freshman got to start. Some of them didn't get to start as a sophomore, so it was like really revolutionary that they got to start on their team. But they made this documentary about them. And, uh, Ray Jackson was the fifth guy. Ray Jackson, yeah. And it, they, it the the documentary was kind of controversial for some of the remarks that the guys made. And they were talking about how they felt when they were 18 years old and were kind of, you know, thinking sort of reckless thoughts and stuff. But people sort of interpreted it as they were saying they felt that way now. And it, it caused this whole brouhaha uh, yeah. across the sports world that is not, not dying, so... The documentary itself was really good. It was really, like, fun to watch, and it was, like, moving, you know, which is what a documentary, like, can do. And yeah. um, Delaney told me, Uncle Delaney, that uh, he's a teacher at a middle school, and uh, he said a bunch of kids started wearing black socks after after that episode. Oh, <laughs> really? I believe it. It really took everybody by storm again, you know, the yeah. Fab Five. But uh, it was particularly a notable miss because, you know, Duke is, like, right down the road from us here. Uh, not far from where Groove and I live. Um, and it's like Gr- Duke versus North Carolina is the big rivalry. And in the documentary, they called they called the uh, the Duke players that they played against bitches. Uh, derogatory, you know, obviously against them. And I had a lot of derogatory stuff to well, say that, about them. But. That was just Jimmy King. They did this thing where, you know, they've got the talking heads with all the guys, except Chris Webber. He chose not to be in the documentary yeah. at all, but... They, they cut from each one of the guys who said what they thought of Duke at the time. And, yeah. the, and the, they were trying to be nice, and then they got <laughs> to Jimmy King, and he was like, I thought Christian Leitner was a, a bitch. A bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and so then you knew the floodgates were just going to open. And they just all, it showed a shot of them all kind of laughing because it was all separate. But it showed each one of them kind of laughing about it. And from then on, you knew that they were just going to like, they were gonna they were gonna put it out there, and they did, and they caught a lot of flack for it. But I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, that was good. So, so then that was like what that aired on uh, Monday night, and Thursday was the beginning of the uh, the March Madness tournament. Yeah, 
And um, <clears throat> really, I guess what kicked that off for me was this. This is the day of the only like 15 minutes I ever give a shit about college sports in my life. And I get to fill out my bracket, my one bracket. To all the people, I invited you to my group. And uh, needs to be in there. I got Mikey, Cliff, uh, Papa, Josh, Elgerson, all the folks. That air. So, uh, Joey's big thing is that he's a March Madness purist. He only fills out one bracket, and he takes some sort of twisted pride in that. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, neither one of us watches college basketball that much, so, it, so our brackets are not that good. However, for some reason, <laughs> Joey usually winds up winning. And, oh, and at least and, doing very well, yeah. He does very well, and the thing is, is that within all of our friends who are all big college basketball fans, at some points obnoxious about it, talking you know shit about the NBA, saying the NBA is you know whatever, it's not good, and that the college basketball is really the pure basketball, you know, and um, which Groove and I take the other stance, which is that's amateur shit. We don't want to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> so we. Uh, Part of what really drives the March Madness is the fact that these guys are all huge college basketball fans, and and Joey's not. Yet Joey winds up beating the majority of the people that are in our ESPN pool every year. And what is so glorious about that is that we have one friend, Grizzles, our resident science expert, yeah. uh, is a, a, a rabid UNC fan. Yeah, and the, insufferable, the day, even <laughs> insufferable. The day that the tournament started. We trolled the shit out of Josh. <laughs> we had 77 emails exchanged between us, which wound up with Josh responding to us in the end. The, the fundamental thing that really got him was us saying that if you polled Americans, that the majority of Americans would know where Christian Leitner played basketball in college versus where Michael Jordan played basketball in college. That the fundamental argument, or the crux of this argument, was that Leitner is known for being a Duke basketball player, where Jordan is known for being the greatest basketball player in the history of basketball, but, but more importantly, winning his championships with the Chicago Bulls. So that was, the, that was what really got him to, to respond to all the emails we were sending him. And at the end, he said, I'm disappointed in both of you. I'm all for having a laugh at each other's expense, but just consider the depths your hate has caused you to sink to. Number one, you voted Christian Leitner. This is reprehensible because he is the absolute epitome of everything it is to be a bitch. Everyone knows this. Everyone who has ever had the displeasure of crossing ways with him echoes this sentiment, sentiment without one single exception for shame. Two, you've sullied the good name of sports' most iconic and most important athlete by suggesting that he would lose in an international recognition test against the above-mentioned most hated player in sports, which is a, a misunderstanding of the argument in the first place, which yeah. is fine. His, his 
His indignancy blinded him. Are you without shame? Setting aside the fact that any recognition garnered by Leitner would be associated with his incredible personal failings and accepted that probably everyone who knew Leitner would also know that he was a dookie. They certainly wouldn't know of his NBA career. We can still say that this total recognition would be several magnitudes lower than Michael Jordan's. Even if just a small percentage of people familiar with Michael Jordan knew his alma mater, then Leitner would easily be defeated in this contest, which is his second strike in understanding the crux of our argument. Your argument is mostly surprising for its audacity and apparent blindness to common sense. Has hate reduced you to this? Greatest of all, however, number three, you've made positive statements (laughs) about Duke. Look, even when joking among friends, there are things that are beyond the pale. You and I know that Duke wrote the book on being a prick. In fact, their standout example of the archetype. There's guys who practice taking flops. They're the fans who have cheer sheets and cheer practice. They are the guys who make an open practice of exploiting a system skewed to the entitled elite on the basketball court and in life. They're the guys that get away with <laughs> – I'll delete that part. Uh, <laughs> uh, you don't have to be a Tar Heel to hate them, and indeed, they are universally recognized as the bitches they truly are. Fans of the sport and goodness pull for them to lose always. Duke sucks. So, yes, let's razz the Tar Heels about their NIT runner-up banner. Let's talk about Matt Doherty and Tyler Hansborough's doe eyes. But in doing so, let's not be reduced to aligning ourselves in any way with the sport's ultimate bitch team, your friend, the Grizzler. Yeah, and that with that, we won. Because <laughs> he got all that's what that's what and we do it to him every year. We do it to him every year. You said this is our March Madness is is driving Josh mad, and and he completely missed the argument anyway. Because we in no way endorse Duke. Like most of the people I've known that went to Duke were assholes. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And I know one guy that went that's cool. Yeah, and uh, Elton. Who? Greg Feldman. Oh, okay, yeah, Greg's all right. But anyways, <laughs> he missed the whole the whole meta game of uh, we're just trying to really make him upset. And obviously, he took way too much time out of his day to write that. He took that too email much time. because all of our statements were just uh, 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 loose cannon type shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know? uh, so we won. Anyway, so. Moving right along because we got to keep this yeah. keep, th- keep this moving. That is our and, and this is the last uh, voicemail I'll play here. And if you know what I know, you don't want to step to this. <laughs> Good question for you. Uh, which one of us is Warren G and which one's Nate Dog? Oh, I don't know. I think that's a tough one. I'm I'm pretty sure I got the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I gave it, because I gave it thought, you know. I gave it I some thought too. Well, what's your what's your answer? Well, I'm torn because you know, as far as like starting off strong and stuff, like I'm the one with the golden pipes, you know. Go, so. I knew you were going to say golden pipes. I knew you were going to say golden pipes. The, <laughs> but of, of, of of the answers, I didn't know. But the one thing I was sure of is you promoting your quote unquote golden pipes. Go ahead. Well, you know, in that way, I align with Nate Dog. You know, rest in peace. Um, <laughs> in that way, I align with him. You know, because I'm the guy that's you know, I'm, of course, you're going to get me to sing the hook. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you know, Nate Dog's the guy that rides in to trouble and rescues the person, and <laughs> I, I could see you being the one that rides in. You know, 
to you know if you listen to that song he rides in a rescue warren g and i could see you coming to my to my rescue 16 in the clip and one in the no. hole Nate dog is about to make some bodies turn cold <laughs> yeah see so i don't well, know i don't know what the answer is see i just went with body type <laughs> <laughs> you know warren g's a little bit taller a little bit thinner well he used and- to be a little bit thinner yeah, I think he's been on Celebrity Fit Club a couple times since since those days. <laughs> well, well I, we're talking <clears throat> heyday, okay? Yeah, we're yeah. going to get into the heyday. Yeah, but uh, but you know, Nate Dogg a little bit shorter, a little bit rounder, mm-hmm. rounder, and so you know. That being said, also more prone to having a beard. I think he usually had some form of <laughs> he beard. Usually has facial yeah. hair. However, the videos that I've watched, and there have been numerous videos that I've been watching the past few days. Yeah. Both like to share just a nice little trimmed up goatee. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, they were they were rocking the goatee. I could go with that. I could well, go with that. Good. I'll be Warren G. <laughs> yeah. See, I can see you riding in, and you know. Well, you know, yeah, riding into sure. trouble to pull somebody out. <laughs> but at the same know? time, I've I've had a tendency in the past to get myself in a little bit of trouble. And uh, that's and true. From time to time, come to the rescue. Yeah. However, usually. You're the one that gets picked on more often, and I come to your defense. Oh, please. Oh, we don't need to get started on that. <laughs> no. No. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So, so anyway, the point of the... Let me say this. Let me say this, because it's going to sound bad coming from you. The other day, we were talking about Nate Dog, rest in peace, right? Yeah. We were, we were you know, sharing our, our favorite Nate Dog stories, you know, celebrating his life. And... We got into some of the some of the songs that he sang the hook on, and and you, Joey, it said one of the most prophetic statements I think I've ever heard come out of your mouth. Yeah, that was that Nate Dogg is the Michael McDonald of late '90s hip hop. Yeah, he is the guy who you didn't even remember or realize was singing on the hook on the song until you go back and you're like, holy shit, he's on everything. Yeah, and he's great. From like 95 to 2005, he sang the hook on every song. Every hip-hop song that came out, he sang the hook on. Every song. And that's sort of like, and and that parallels Michael McDonald singing the hook on every song from the late 70s through the mid-80s. And there's always Michael McDonald, there's always songs that Michael McDonald sings the hook on that are not his songs that you realize about halfway through the song. That's got to be Michael McDonald on that, and sure enough, it is. It's It's a compliment. Obviously, Regulators is well known. Yeah. We can think about some other songs like uh, Snoop Doggy Dog featuring Dr. Dre, Mm -hmm. Lay Low. Yep. We got, obviously, uh, 50 Cent, 21 Questions. Yeah, yeah. See, I forgot he sang the hook on that. Not all about that. Ludacris, Area Codes. That's one that that you brought. Yeah. Hoes, hoes, and different area codes. Which is, I said, said one of the worst, uh, one of the worst clean edits of any song ever. They changed hoes to pros. I've got pros in different area. Pros. <laughs> pros. It just makes you want to bounce your head. And yeah. and you called it. It was on the Rush Hour Two soundtrack. The reason I remember that is because. Ludacris was on some kind of behind the music thing talking about how like important this song was and how much thought he put into it. 
and how you know he was doing it for this movie and he was so excited about it. I was like that was for Rush Hour 2 and it was about how you had hoes in different area codes there's not very much depth to that I mean it's great it's a funny song it's good you know but I don't know but yeah he but, was, and so in the, there's a shout out here to Craig Lewis Detroit Lions fan who has purchased every single Nate Dog anything ever yeah had all all two of his solo albums. He had the two one three album, yeah, which Groupie Love came from. The two one three, I I don't care if it didn't do that well, if it wasn't critically acclaimed. It is a fantastic album, and if you want some good Nate Dog, just go ahead and get two one three because you got Warren G, yeah, and Snoop Dogg right there. The three of them make two one three, and there's nothing on there that won't make your head bob. Yeah, I and I got a shout out too, and this is all. I mean, we're discussing Nate Dogg, and I honestly am like sad that he. He passed away, you know. It's not a joke mm-hmm. at all. Like, I really do. Like, I really am sorry because I think that he was a real talent, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I shout out to P Dog, whose P Dog was actually got his nickname from Nate Dog, <laughs> with two G's, just like Nate Dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, P Dog uh, and I, and we've talked about P Dog on the show before. One of our number one fans, he said, you know, after listening to our first episode, that uh, good luck with your shitty podcast. Um, but P dog and I, P dog had a lot to do with me learning about music. Like I didn't really listen to music a lot until I started hanging out with P dog and he was all into all these different kinds of music. And in high school we would hang out in his basement and watch the regulators video. It was on all the time. We would watch it over and over and over and over and over again and loved every minute of it, you know? And the first person I texted was him. The second person I texted was you when I found out the first person I texted was P dog. And I said, Hey man, did you hear the Nate dog died? And he told me something that was pretty pretty interesting about him that I hadn't thought of in a while. He was like, you know, Nate Dogg was, had an interesting style because he was like the first guy he'd ever heard that could sing these real hard lyrics. Yeah. You know? And he really did. Some of his lyrics are like really hard, but he's like singing them very melodically, you know? <laughs> Talking about, you know, getting in, getting in trouble and, you know, just all kind of stuff, you know? And it's just kind of interesting that he had that sort of like hard edge to him of other rappers, but he was, he was a singer. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it, for me, the epitome of that is lay low. Yeah. Where he's saying, you know, for the, for whoever's out there talking loud and holding his dick, talking shit, he better lay low. (laughs) I shot some shit up out my dick. Now she's sick. She better lay low. (laughs) Yeah. For the fellas who be clamming in my hood and really ain't from my gang, better lay low. Yeah. I hope he don't be thinking I'm just talking and, and won't do a thing. Really hope so. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. But he's singing it. Yeah. And if anybody else tried to sing like that, you would laugh your ass off. But somehow he brings it and still remains hard, you know? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. He's an interesting interesting dude. and it's, uh, it's a shame that we won't get any more hooks from him. Maybe they'll maybe they'll find some stuff he recorded. I'm sure. I, I have the opinion. I have like the theory that it, after a while he just would just show up at the at the studio and just like grab the paper out of their hand and be like, "All right, what you got for me today?" That's how much talent he had, you know. Just take one the piece take. of notebook paper, one take. I'm out. Pull the limo hey, around. Uh, yeah. Fuck auto tune. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't need auto tune at all. None. He's None. got a mellifluous voice. That's the shame. That's the shame that Nate Dog was replaced with Auto Tune. That's really what happened there, wasn't yeah. it? I think it probably was. 
What you you got any soft spot for uh, Nate Dog there, Miss? You got any memories of Nate Dog? Yeah, you know when you're. Um, I think I listened to his stuff like maybe middle school, yeah, start of high school. You know, he was all over the place. Yeah, and my cousins were into you know hip hop and stuff. I kind of went the way of uh, more of the uh, you know the grungy Nirvana, yeah. Sublime. But, yeah, I mean, I remember listening to him, and I was really surprised to see that he had passed away. And I was really surprised to see so many people react to it. Yeah, they like really did Twitter react. And yeah. And, and, I mean, some of those people were dicking around, but a lot of those people were genuinely, like, affected by it, you know? Yeah. Like, a lot of people really, like, I don't know that there's many people that didn't like Nate Dog, you know? That, like, knew who he was, you know? And yeah, I was surprised to see that, that there were so many people that were familiar with his work. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, usually when somebody dies like that, you see everybody tweet about it, and then you see all these people that go, who gives a shit? And yeah. I didn't see anybody doing that with him, just because he was just like, I don't know, I guess the, just his style and everything was like, it's hard to, to, to not like him. But. And uh, I don't want this to be taken out of context, but... Liz Taylor had to go and trump that that news cycle. She had to follow that up. You can't hate on Liz Taylor, though. You know, I'm not hating on her. I'm just saying, like, yeah, you know, I'll give him some time. Lost some, lost two legends this this month. Liz Taylor did a lot for uh for you know for um charity, a lot of charity work. She did. All right, so I got one one lexical item to introduce to the listeners' vocabulary. Okay. Uh, this comes from uh, from Jeho. Another one of my most profound things ever. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's, uh, I got to get off your jock. But just use them up to just used up two in the same month. Like I can't, you know, I can't <laughs> deny it. If you, it's called twin dignant. Yeah, you can't explain. And be careful with this. Agreed. I, okay, be careful I'll, with I'll it. Explain because I I do have a little bit more delicate way to. Yeah, explain. yeah, yeah. If you're. It comes down to uh, what your perspective of social media is for, right? Because uh, our perspective, at least you and I, or the three of us even, I would think, the social media is for fun, uh, sharing information, and, uh, you know, sharing links, et cetera, et cetera, And connecting with friends and stuff, yeah. Commentary. Yeah. It's not, um, it's not for feelings, well, yeah, yeah. Well, go ahead. No. Well, I, I don't want to throw a blanket statement on anything because I think there's a time and a place for any of this to be used for anything, you know? Sure. But it gets kind of old to see people spouting off about stuff they don't really know about, like social issues and um, tragedies and um, political but- uprisings and things like that, which I don't begrudge people their chance to like express themselves on it. But it's just sometimes people get a little twin dignity. They get and a little twin, and 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 I'm going to add to that. Yeah, it's so it may not be the place for you to be talking about something that you're not a part of yourself, right? And it's definitely not the place for you to comment on somebody else commenting on somebody and something that they're not a part of, <laughs> right? So what we had with multiple listen, layers of twin dignity, yeah. It, yeah, twin, being twin dignant is acting indignant on Twitter about something. 
And it could but be I, anything. It could be about the commercials during the Super Bowl. We saw some of that. People get into indignant about that. Yeah. Anything that people mo- you know fake offense at, yeah. or it's, or it's yeah. Twi- but I think it can translate over to Facebook as well. It, it can. It, yeah, it's across social Easily. media. Yeah, it's tw- being twin indignant is being indignant across social media platforms. Yeah. So keep your eye out for that, and feel free. To retweet and hashtag twin dignant on anybody else's <laughs> anybody's <stuff. laughs> being twin dignant. A lot of it has to do with are you contributing anything to the conversation? Yeah. A lot of people just saying shit so that they get credit for having said some shit. That's exactly what it is. There it is. So with that being said, okay, <clears throat> I'll take it there. Nobody's gonna make light of what happened in Japan. Right. But Terrible you don't have tragedy. to tell me what you're doing about it. Just fucking do it. Yeah, don't, if you're don't. pray about it, then pray about it. If you're going to donate to the Red Cross, donate to the Red Cross. But don't tell me that that's what you're doing because all you're trying to do is me to fucking say, oh, what a good person you are. Yeah. Let, let, let me give you a perfect example. Of this. Okay. And I'm really glad that you bring up this as, an, as using this as an example because there is a person that I follow on Twitter and I'm not, I know that that person's not going to listen to the podcast, but I'm still okay. not. I'm not going to, you know. Yeah, there's no need to say their name. That person may not be listening, but that person's listening. Right. You know what I mean? If they got wind that. You don't need to say their name. You you just. specific person. Not that guy, but that guy at the party. Somebody that needs to hear this. Yeah. 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 Okay. So right after, right after, you know, the tsunami hit and everything was going down in Japan. And I swear this person, I think, tweeted it about three times at different times of the day just to make sure everybody that follows that person saw this yeah decided to tweet i was going to buy an ipad too and spend um or and all the accessories but instead i'm going to donate that thousand dollars to the red cross and i was just like really that's some twin dignity shit which you can commend (laughs) someone on on doing that but that's I mean, that's look you, at me. Look but... at me. Look at what good I'm doing. Look at how good I am. Yeah. yeah. Cons and this, this is this person's whole Twitter stream. Right. Like oh, it's always something. Right. But that, I mean that just So they have a history of being twin twin dignant is what oh, you're saying. Yeah. They Pretty use their much. Twitter as a platform to be twin twin dignant on. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, the definition of. Yeah. So and, and once again, we're not making light of any of these situations. If anything, I I'm making light of the fact that it's almost disrespectful to go too far that direction with stuff. You know, yeah. it's like are, really you're reducing this to a tweet about you're telling me to give to some some something or other. Why don't you do it? Like I know that this has happened. It's not like you're telling me something new. You know. And and like I said, like props to that person for doing that. But you know, my mama taught me do do stuff that's good because it's good, not because you're going to get credit for it. You know. Mm-hmm. So. And that's exactly what it is. That person wants purely wants to to get pats on the back. Yeah. And, and this is being said, recognizing that this this whole conversation is twin dignity <laughs> about twin dignity. I mean, it is. Right? Oh yeah, and I'm not saying I have never been twin twin dignant because I have been, and I could be tomorrow. And there may be something that strikes me so 
impassionately that I need to get on Twitter and say something about it. So I'm not saying I'm not saying you should never be too indignant. I don't want to alienate. Just it out you. when you see it. Just be aware that you're being too indignant, and everybody's allowed a couple, but don't abuse it. <laughs> don't go too hard on it. You know, don't go too hard on it. Be twin dignant when you need to. Support causes when you need to. But you know, and d- don't tell me to pray for stuff, please. Oh, <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. I'll stop that right there. You know. Well, I'm not. I said nothing to do with religion or anything. Like, let me let me take care of that. <laughs> I'll take care of that. All right. Well, let's yeah. just agree. Well, I'll take care of that. <laughs> yeah. So I got. Some, I got. I got two more things. Yeah. Sure. Right? One is something that you, anybody listening is going to have fair grounds to make fun of me for. Mm-hmm. And, um, Mackenzie and I have fallen, we've fallen real hard. And uh, we started watching some shitty movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. today I had a, today was a bad day. I went in uh, to my thesis advisor's office for a meeting and, and she she literally cursed at me because wow. of the little amount of work that I've done. And so I, I left. I was trying to get work done. I was like, fuck it. I'm, I'm soul crushed. I'm going to take this break. I'm going to cut my losses for the day. I'm going to go to a matinee with my wife. You know, yeah. we're going to hang out because I'm not going to get to hang out with her all weekend, you know, which I usually do, but I'm going to be in the office. We went to see, uh, <laughs> went to see Limitless. Oh, oh, man. <laughs> see, you're starting to piss me off with this shit now. I know. I know. I'm pissing myself off. I, can't I can it. let it's you, I can let you go on some every once in a while. You, it's just like being twin dignity. You get a it's couple the- passes, but you've been, you've had a string of just supporting uh-huh. some bullshit embarrassing it's embarrassing yeah. but here's the thing i'm gonna get on twitter to talk about your poor movie choices That's what there I'm was about there was uh there's probably 30 people in the uh in the audience yeah there was audible laughing from the very first scene all the way through to the end yeah the whole theater was laughing at the movie hey be careful because miss might have really liked that movie i don't know <laughs> did you like that movie miss yeah. yeah, see? Oh, I knew shit. it. She's being real quiet over there. I knew it. I knew it. Oh, my God. You and old boy went, didn't you? Yep. Uh-huh. We, it, went to, we saw four movies while he was here. Uh-oh. I, I had to say, what were the four? There was voiceover in that movie than any other movie I've ever seen in my entire That's life. always the sign of a good story there if you have a bunch of voiceover. It was so bad. It was laughable. I'm good. You did not laugh at that movie, Miss. I liked the end of it. I'm going to have to talk to Anthony about this because I'm sure he liked it too, huh? He cho- uh, You know what? It was his choice. Oh, you're throwing him under the bus right now. <laughs> throwing him under the bus. Anthony, you heard it here, man. I gave her the chance. She, she chose I, I to really wasn't you interested, under. and then he chose to see that. And we went to two movies that day. We saw that, and we saw The Lincoln Lawyer. And that was my choice. Oh. 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 I didn't even know that was out yet. I've been making fun of that trailer for months. I liked both of them really a lot. I liked them both. Oh, no. Oh. What else? What were the other two? No, what are the other two? We also saw Battle of LA. Yes. Yes. You and Groove are in the same. You are on par with Groove's choices lately. You are on par with it. What else you got? And we saw the Adjustment Bureau. Oh, oh my god! That, what else is out right now? What do you? There is nothing else out, but I just choose out. not it to go. It doesn't mean you have to go. 
doesn't. It doesn't mean you have to go. But You're miss, not even allowed to talk because you are the one who brought up the subject. Yeah, and he no, saw battle for he saw Battle LA too. So don't let him get not, by on that. Yeah, did I see Limitless? But I went and saw Battle LA, and I fucking laughed out loud, and I was the only one laughing in that movie. Well, that you really showed everybody at that movie, didn't you? Whatever. What, Look what, at me. Whatever. whatever. We, but uh, McKenzie was getting pissed at me for laughing at Battle L.A. We walked yeah, out of there. There was parts of it that were funny and ridiculous, so it was laugh worthy. That was it. Was it was dudes being heroes from the first scene to the end, just hero shit. Heroes that, oh my god, yeah. uh, whatever, Brad, whatever, whatever. I'll just say this: somebody tweeted the other day at Bradley Cooper. How did you prepare for your role as Bradley Cooper in in Limitless? <laughs> I'm glad that I've come out of this one clean. I can (laughs) get all over Twitter now and complain about you two. It's like you said, Joe. You should have just taken that money and flushed it down the toilet. Just Just watched it just circle around the toilet and go down. It would have been real entertaining for a good solid 30 seconds. Here's the thing. We both went to see that movie. We got a free popcorn and I had a free movie ticket. So well, you know. that's good that you didn't have to pay for it. <laughs> well, one of us didn't have to pay for it. Yeah, it was. I can't. What did you? You like the ending? That's what you like. Yeah. Made the whole the whole movie redeemable. I like when things end happily. <laughs> it did. I mean, you know, it's it's hard for. I can't. I don't know. I. Uh, I mean, I I, I have saying, to. I have to. I have to remind myself that it's okay to like something for you know I'm up here in my ivory tower up above everybody so it's real hard for me to look down and say oh it's okay for the you know the people down there to enjoy some things every <laughs> once in a while but the, the proletariat movies are okay for yeah. the polls <laughs> it's cold up in this tower just cold <laughs> up so high in elevation got my high horse up here too that fucking thing yeah. Watching Basquiat. Yeah, just watching Basquiat. <laughs> over and over French again. expressionist movies and <laughs> German well, expressionist movies. And... So, last thing I'm going to say, and this is a promotion right here, all right? This is, this is the last thing I got. May 6th, 7th, and 8th. It's the first weekend in May. David Ethier slanging hard in the yard, part two. Yep. Three-day yard sale <laughs> slash party. If you're a listener and you're close to Raleigh, North Carolina, feel free to come to the yard sale. You can email us at IonlyLikeTheOldStuff at gmail.com for directions or for questions on what we're going to be selling. Mackenzie and I are moving to London, England this summer. She got into school there. We're going, and we got to sell everything, everything, selling it all. So Jig is coming in. We got... We got Mr. Columbia coming up. We got Uncle Delaney. We got Grizzler. We, you can talk to him about March Madness basketball. Yeah. By the way, in his bracket, he he picked UNC to win 100 to zero in the championship game. Yeah. And uh, so if you if you feel like coming to a huge yard sale where we're cooking out, listening to music, talking shit, maybe recording a podcast, feel free to come on the, in and buy some. Don't come from too far though, because it's really it's going to be good, but it's not going to be. I mean, it's still a yard sale. It's not twelve hours good, you know. It's like don't don't feel like you really need to. D- Zell, get back and stay at home. All right, we we appreciate you coming out from Arkansas, but there's no need to. It's not that. 
It's not that important. <laughs> but if you're you close... know he can't get refunds on his air, airplane ticket if he already hit buy, right? <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, well, wait. <laughs> There'll be something else you can come hang out with us at. Um, yeah, so we got that coming up. Yep. And if you if the shitty is part is part of our uh, IOLTOS lore because if you listen to there's one of our first episodes was about that I think our second episode oh, maybe it was was about the shitty so go back wow. and listen to number two and listen to how the podcast has gotten <laughs> marginally better since then I'm pretty sure not only was the uh, the levels off really bad but there was that clicking no that was the first the first episode was clicking yeah. oh man. How how far we've come mm-hmm. from really shitty to marginally shitty. Yeah, moving on up. I bet the oatmeal conspiracy will be there. They'll be a D shitty. They may even play a little ditty at D shitty. Yeah, D shitty being the, the acronym. D shitty theme. Yeah, yeah. They'll uh, bring the the guitars out and you know sing sing the white blues. <laughs> play a little white blues for us. It'll be good. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Well, congrats on moving to London. That's big news. It is big news. We're gonna still trying to find a home for these two cats. <laughs> yeah. If anybody needs some cats, uh, I gotta go uh, to a good home. Taking your babies. We're taking the dogs. Which every single person that we've told has said, "Oh, that's a horrible idea." Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, but I've got somebody that'll take the cats for a couple months. Because yeah. they have to wait six months after they get this one test that's gonna we're gonna get next whatever whatever, in order not to have to be in quarantine. And the guy's like, "Well, I'll take them for the summer. I'm not 100 percent on whether or not I'm gonna keep them." Yeah, which is kind of you know like, uh, well, you know, I'd rather have somebody say, "Yeah, I want them for good." But um, so if you know anybody, whatever. Yeah. It's a big deal. Yeah. We're not going to stop doing the podcast uh, any more than we've already stopped doing the podcast. <laughs> but uh, we're just going to, you know, Groove's going to have to work around Miss and I's schedule. Right, right. So I'll record at 3 a.m. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're going to keep doing it. Y'all probably don't even know where we live anyway, so it don't matter. Oh, that's you being passive-aggressive right there. I said earlier, ain't nobody care where you're moving. That's, well, I know they don't care where I'm moving, but they, you know, it changes the complexion. Of the it show. does not. They don't care. It ain't gonna be. It's gonna be the same old shit. That'll be all right. Tweet us at IOLTOS. Let us know whether or not you care where where I'm moving or yeah. if I'm moving. Yeah, they're not even gonna care enough to tweet at you. So don't worry about that. Daddy Dan might. Let me, Bobby does that. Tweet us and let us know whether or not, right off the bat, you knew where Michael Jordan played his college ball, and where Christian Leitner played his college ball. Because uh, I'm interested in that. Yeah, we might be wrong on that, but I, I don't think it's like so. It's such a bad hypothesis that Grizzle should have scoffed at it like he did. He let his uh, his it's unprovable. He let his hatred for Duke just skew his his uh, common sense on that one, but. Um, yeah, oh, my Twitter is at uh, DeadmanPRD. If you want to get too indignant at me, throw some examples my way. I'm at, at Scooter at Eater. Yeah. And? <laughs> she doesn't have to give it out. All right. It's up to her. Just one miss. Yeah, just one miss. Uh, yeah. Hit it up. <clears throat> What's up? What else we got here? That's it. Oh, well, I got one more thing. 
Uh, I, w- I want to hype up the Morning Jones again. Okay. With uh, We've talked about it before, I think. Um, I don't know if sure. we did or not. We might not have released those episodes. But uh, we, I've been listening to this Bomani Jones's talk show, sports talk show, every morning called The Morning Jones. I got Groove hooked on it. Groove is even more hooked on it than I am now. And we've passed it on to at least 10 or 15 other people, I'd say. It's um, possibly misleading to call it a sports talk show. It's a little bit of everything. The last two weeks. But that's why it's so good. You get enough sports out of it to to satisfy that. And the rest of it is just, you know, talking about pop culture stuff, talking about just everything. Mm-hmm. Talking about music. Just They talk about all kind of stuff. And the thing that has hyped me up the most about the show is Bomani has, like, he's a music aficionado. He's a music reviewer. He's got started as that. And so the music on his show, he's very meticulous about the show he the music he picks for the beginning and ends of segments and he has brought back out a bunch of tracks from artists that i had forgotten about or had never heard of uh especially a lot of hip-hop tracks that i had just totally forgotten about and has got me on some some good stuff again so i'm like real into a lot of that that he's been playing so that's kind of what i've been listening to would you agree Ruth? yeah no i mean the show's great His show finally got me to listen to Goody Mob after years and years of avoiding it, not for any particular reason, just happened to be like that, you know? And I heard some some more Goody Mob stuff on his show and just was like, man, I gotta try this out, so. Um, In other news, I got on, uh, I forget what caused me to do this, but I got on some of the, some of Ludacris' old stuff, and we were talking about this the other day. Ludacris' first two albums are fantastic and if you hadn't listened to him ever or if you haven't listened to him in a while go back and listen to what were those two it was uh back for the first time and word of mouth yeah and uh back when Ludacris was just funny and wasn't trying to be all hard and stuff yeah that's good stuff and and generally i listened to a lot of those songs and those songs are like i appreciate those songs because not only they're funny he you can obviously tell that he they're finely crafted funny yeah, they're very witty and very well. Like, just the jokes are are funny and not the jokes aren't just like uh, you know a lot of jokes in hip hop are very uh, time referential. So after about a year, they're old and you don't even know what they're talking about anymore. But those are just kind of universal stuff. It's really good, especially that other Southern hospitality video. I went back and watched that, and that, that video is so visually descriptive. Take five minutes out of your day. Wherever you are right yeah. now listening to this, pause the fucking podcast or turn it off. Yeah. We ain't good. And, and, and Google the YouTube video for Southern Hospitality. Yeah. You will not be disappointed. So Even great. Like genre. It's, such, it's my favorite line in it is, check out the oil my Cadillac spills. And he says that in the video, and he points down, and it shows a shot of oil on the ground from his Cadillac. <laughs> so descriptive. And like Groove said, that's such an American lyric. Yeah, that he's boasting about the fact that his that his car leaks oil, <laughs> and he don't care. He Fuck got it. the money. He's got me get another one. As a matter of fact, not only do I not care, but I'm proud, and I want you to take a look. Take Check a look out. at it. I'm oil my Cadillac spill. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so like good. It's boasting at its best. Yeah. There's one part, one lyric where he talks about having twenty inch eyes, and he actually gets twenty inch eyes in that. 
20 inch thighs <laughs> make 20 inch 20 inch eyes yeah and he he, he his eyes become damn near 20 inches when he when he says that hand me down flip flops hand me down socks hand me down drug dealers hand me down rocks <laughs> so good it's so good. good talking about life in the south <laughs> Just throwing them bows. yeah throwing them bows but uh yeah if you hadn't listened to those first two uh ludicrous albums they're 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 pretty good stuff Especially if you don't take it too seriously. Just have a good time with it. So, Good stuff. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Miss, you got anything else? You got anything new in your world? That... Mm, no, not much. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, hopefully, next, uh, hopefully Mikey's next game won't get rained out. Yeah, it's next week, so... What position does I he guess play? I we'll find out. Um... Been going back and forth between um, third base, first base, and center field. Oh wow! So, so they've only got to play one game. So um, during practice, he, you know they keep moving him around, and then um, he's uh, learning how to pitch too. So. Oh wow! A little bit of everything. So he's getting to play. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I wish I'd have done. I would have played some some little league sports. I never did. But you know, he likes it. He's into cool. it. Yeah, good for him. And I guess so. Uh, Anthony has uh, has flown on back to New York, huh? Yeah, he left on Sunday. Well, it's uh, pretty cool. He got to come up for your birthday. So yeah, we were happy about it. We had a good time. That's good. Happy birthday again. And uh, Groove, you. is that all you got, Groove? You got anything else we need to hit up? Nothing else. No, you sound disappointed. <laughs> well, I was so excited about the show, I never wanted to end. That, well, we're right at an hour, so it's like perfect timing. So, thanks. Awesome. Yeah. All right, so we're out. Uh, listen to us. Uh, go to ILLTOS dot com, and uh, there'll probably be some some form of notes on there and stuff from uh, that just one miss compiles. And uh, thanks to Kevin, our uh, our webmaster, who puts all this stuff up. And um, thanks to Zell. Thanks yeah, to Clay. His wife is uh, doing some doing some stuff down in new orleans lately right i mean they just had some stuff going on what's her website hype it up oh amanda deleon.com amanda d-e-l-e-o-n.com she's a fashion designer and i'm sure i haven't, I haven't heard but she's i'm sure she's getting into some some fashion he, design uh, he's not tweeting there, so. about being down there they had some fashion show lately i think oh, okay. I following yeah. That. yeah her stuff's pretty uh she's she's getting some hype behind her there and you also go to uh i think it's kevin deleon photography.com he had this tweet something like Surrounded by models in the middle of New Orleans, and all I want to do is go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's a hard life sometimes. So. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. Hey, thanks to Clave too. We hadn't talked to him in a while, but Clave, thanks on this show. Yeah, we didn't. So thanks for the since the other two episodes we recorded since Christmas have not been published. Thank you, Clave, for drawing. Uh, awesome Christmas picture for us. Uh, well, and we gotta thank Miss for that too, because Miss had, uh, you know, she commissioned that. So. Yeah, she's. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, she's the Miss is the art direction, the art director behind uh, exactly the producer. Yeah. So, uh, yep. <clears throat> well, uh, thanks to everybody, and uh, follow us on Twitter uh, at IOLTOS. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to y'all later. Oh, 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 oh,
just enjoyed another episode. I only like it once. We'll see you next time. Have a good night. White moon, woman, G was on the streets trying to consume some search for the E so I could get some phones rolling in my ride, chilling all alone. Just hit the east side of the LBC on a mission trying to find Mr. Warren G. Seen a car full of girls, ain't no need to tweak. All of you search know what's up with 213. So I hooked a left on 21 and Lewis, some brothers shooting dice. So I said, let's do this. I jumped out the rock and said, what's up? Some brothers pulled some gas, so I said, I'm stuck. These girls peeping me, I'm on glide and swerve. These hookers looking so hard, they straight hit the curve. Want to pick up better things than some horny tricks? I see my homie and some suckers all in his mix. I'm getting jacked, I'm breaking myself. I can't believe they taking Warren's wealth. They took my rings, they took my Rolex. I looked at the brother, said, damn, what's next? They got my homie hemmed up, and they all around. Can't let them see him if they going straight down for power. They want to come up real quick before they start to clown. I best pull out my strap and lay them busters down. They got guns to my head, I think I'm going down. I can't believe it's happening in my own town. If I had wings, I would fly. Let me contemplate. I glance in the cut, and I see my homie Nate. Sixteen in the clip, and one in the hole. Nate Dogg is about to make some bodies turn cold Now they dropping and yelling, it's a tad bit late Nate Dogg and Warren G had to regulate Switching my mind back into freak mode If you won't skirt, sit back and observe I just left a gang of those over there on the curb Now they got the freaks and that's a known fact Before I got jacked, I was on the same track Back up, back up, cause it's on N-A-T-E-N-E The woman to the G Just like I thought, they were in the same spot In need of some desperate head A Nate dog and the G child Were in need of something else. One of them games was sexy as hell I said, ooh, I like your size She said, my chorus broke down And just sing real nice with your let me ride I got a car full of girls And it's going real swell The next stop is the east side motel Step to this It's the G-Funk era
Pull up on out with a gangster twist If you smoke like I smoke Then you high like every day And if your ass is a buster 213 will regulate 